Let's take off, baby. Let's just drive, honey, into the night sky, to the sunset shine, into the day, baby. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. This is Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. It's art fair time in Michigan, and the Orchard Lake Fine Art Show is one of the best. Hot air balloons will soon fill the skies in Jackson. From award-winning beaches and grassy dunes to a quaint arts scene, Saugatuck and Douglas offer it all. And there's more to enjoy than just cereal in the Battle Creek area. We travel Michigan next, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. Welcome to Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. Good to be back with you again this week. It's time that we get out there and travel in Pure Michigan. I hope you've been getting out there already this warm weather season, but by golly, if you're uh, if you're looking for something to do, we have so many things to do in this state. Uh, you need to get out there and enjoy them. And one of the things that Michigan is known for is our festivals and events. I guess that's more than one thing, isn't it? But uh, we are very well known for festivals and events. Uh, we are. Uh, we probably. Uh, I have a, a research person who I've asked a question about this before. We're probably the most visited state in the country for festivals and events. So I'm going to prove that one of these days. But that's because we have so many of them. So we're going to talk to the executive producer of one of these big events to start out the program today. This is the Orchard Lake Fine Arts Show. Let's bring in Patty Narosny. She is the executive producer and founder of Hot Works Orchard Lake Fine Arts Show. It happens in West Bloomfield uh, late in July, uh, later on this month. So we'll find out about that next. Patty, it's good to have you on the program. Great to be here, Dave. Thanks for having us. You bet. Uh, so the show is July 30th and 31st. And I've heard about this fine art show for years. Haven't been able to get there myself. Maybe this is the year. Tell me why I need to check out the Orchard Lake Fine Arts Show. Well, this is our, our 19th year, and the Orchard Lake Fine Arts Show has been voted in the top 100 art shows in America 12 times out of those 19. Um, and the reason the Orchard Lake Fine Arts Show is top notch is we focus on quality not quantity all work must be original and personally handmade by the artist who's present in the show and we don't mix the buy sell import in between uh the original art as um also uh how we bring artists to the orchard like fine art show that don't do many other michigan events in the country is we um back in 2006 we expanded to Florida. So I personally know about six, 7,000 of the art show artists uh, and um, have established a national reputation uh, among the artists uh, on a national level. And um, 
They love doing this show. We love working with West Bloomfield, who's our community partner, and we couldn't do it without them. I'm sure those artists are just like the people who go to the show. They love being in West Bloomfield in Michigan late in July. It's a great time of the year. They get to uh, show off their artwork, meet a lot of people, maybe even get some additional work through uh, being at the art show. I'm always surprised how many art shows where the artists aren't on, you know, on the site because it seems like a you know great loss of opportunity. Uh, for the Orchard Lakeside Art Show, our requirement is that the artists must be present yes. duration of the event. That's that's a that's a great thing. So now now what type of art is available for your show? There's all forms of medium, including painting, sculpture, clay, glass, fiber, wood, jewelry, mm. photography, digital art it was a new category that was Uh, integrated about 10, 15 years ago within the categories of the art world. And, but I want to stress that there's something for everyone. We're not a museum and we're a street show and we want to make sure that we have an opportunity for new collectors to be able to start purchasing for something for $25, something original and start appreciating handmade by the person they met at the show. Yeah, it looks, I'm looking um, over your, your website, it looks like, you know, it's a real diverse show, a lot of different types of art, uh, various pieces, as you say, different price points. How many how many um, artists do you think with their, um, their pieces will be there this year? We'll have probably this year about 100 quality juried artists. Um, I'm not sure of the exact quantity, but the art show industry took a major hit yeah. because of COVID. Yeah. My guess is that we lost probably 30% of our traveling artists yeah. who no longer do shows, retired, um, they're out of the business. It was a real big hit unfortunately, for the art shows. Well, that's exactly why we need to go to our art shows this year, support those artists and the shows themselves. And where is this one going to be held? This in West Bloomfield, it's on Powers and Daily Road, which is located just south of Maple off of Orchard Lake Road. And there is plenty of parking behind Uh, in the last back half of Beaumont Medical Center, which is located between 14 and 15 mile at 6900 Orchard Lake Road. If you're pretending to go to the medical center, just go in there, drive all the way to the back of the parking lot and the building, and it'll take of the event. That's nice. Uh, Well, I'm looking forward to uh, heading out there myself. Uh, Any food, um, you know, that type of of opportunity while people are in West Bloomfield right, right by the show? Yeah, we have excellent food at the event. Cousins Maine Lobster is somebody who is, they're brand new in Detroit, uh, but I was able to network them from our Florida shows and they're coming. We have um, various other food vendors and then there is great entertainment. Fantastic. Well, it's the, uh, it is the Orchard Lake Fine Arts Show. It's coming up July 30th and 31st. The website is artsandeducationinc.org, where you can learn more and then head on out there. Our thanks to Patty Narosny for being with us today. We're going to head to Jackson next, big hot air jubilee, here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org.
It's Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. I'm sure you, like me, have seen these hot air balloons occasionally just flying overhead. It really is a beautiful thing to see. It looks so much fun to be up there. I've often thought, man, what, what must that be like? Just to be up there in that hot air balloon, you know, the, kind of the, the silence, at least what I believe would be silence when you're up there, floating along, looking down on uh, those of us down on the ground. It's just got to be a lot of fun. Well, I know it's fun when you get to see those balloons in the air, especially when there are a whole bunch of them. And there's a big event coming up pretty soon in Jackson where you're going to be able to do just that. It's the Jackson Hot Air Jubilee. It's coming up July 22nd through the 24th. And to tell us all about it, Let's bring in Angela Madden. Angela is a balloon pilot, and she's with the Hot Air Jubilee. Angela, good to be with you. Thanks, Dave. It's great to be here. I have to tell you, I, I really, I, I can't tell you how many times I've seen those balloons or, you know, like that, that Goodyear balloon that occasionally flies over from one game to another or whatever. I just think, man, there's there's something really cool about it. But it does make me just a, a tad... Uh, nervous as well because unlike a plane it seems like there wouldn't be as much you know ability to 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 steer those things so what is it like being a a, a pilot of one of those balloons well it's absolutely breathtaking you know just like watching them on the ground it does it it does do wonders for the soul to be up in the air uh, in such a um, primitive form of transportation and and you're right there is no powered flight on a hot air balloon we do not have engines we do not have steering wheels up there. Um, all we have control over is our vertical altitude. We can increase our altitude. We can go higher. We can decrease our altitude and go lower, all in um, all while trying to catch different air currents, different directions that the wind is traveling throughout the different altitudes to navigate um, our way throughout throughout space. Even your altitude, that, that, that's all dependent on kind of the heat that you, you produce or not? Absolutely correct. So the hotter the air is inside the balloon, the more lift it can generate. Hmm. Um, so as you increase the heat, as you add more through your burner, you will uh, rise. And then as you let the air inside the balloon cool, you will begin to descend. Well, so, so when you're up in the air, especially, you know, for something like the Jackson Hot Air Jubilee, uh, is everybody then kind of on that same path or do the, uh, do the currents occasionally kind of push the balloons together? How does that work? Yeah, typically you will follow. So for, for the Jackson event, we have 30 hot air balloons and their pilots coming uh, to town in July. And, and yes, so the wind will theoretically stay the same. Now, the pilot that is first off the ground may have a slightly different path than the pilot that is last off the ground, mm. for example, because the wind direction could change slightly within that time frame. And then, you know, how far do you go with these things? Do you kind of go up and then immediately come down or, or do you go for a long distance? Yeah, that's a great question. And uh, it all depends on the wind. So on a very hot day, um, especially in the middle of July, you know, we need more fuel on board to generate more lift. And as we use more fuel, the shorter that we can fly, right? So if the wind is traveling at a speed of about six miles an hour, we're typically going to go about six miles. Uh, in the mm -hmm. middle of the summer, it's, it's difficult to have enough fuel on board, you know, to fly longer than an hour. Yeah, I bet. So um, this event is coming up July 22nd through 24th. Does does everything happen at Ella Sharp Park? Absolutely. So the festival hours are Friday and Saturday evenings uh, from 4 to 10 p.m. 
So during those two time frames, there will be a number of activities going on, including balloon launches. But we also have balloon launches in the mornings outside of festival hours. So festival grounds are headquartered at Ella Sharp Park. But the beauty of hot air ballooning is, is that we can, um, we can launch and land um, anywhere where there's enough space. So in the, for the morning flights in particular, you could see us anywhere around uh, the greater Jackson County area. Wow. So I, I, I've never actually attended one of these events, but I've talked to a lot of people who have. And I understand that there are different activities. People can get relatively close as you're setting things up. And occasionally there are like these glow nights. And I think you have them, don't you? We do. So, and yes, so our launch field is very centrally located within Ella Sharp Park, and we allow people to sit right up on the perimeter. And our pilots absolutely love talking to people about their balloons and, uh, and what it's like to fly and what it's like to, to be a part of a crew to assist with them. And then you're correct, absolutely. Friday and Saturday evenings, about 9, 9.30, um, after their evening flights, the pilots will come back to Ella Sharp Park, set everything back up, stand their balloon up vertically, but not fly away, and then illuminate with their burner the beautiful fabric colors of the envelope, which is the fabric portion of the balloon. Mm. And it's just amazing. We set it to music, uh, and it's it's probably my favorite part of the event. Oh, that sounds fun. Now, where do these balloons come from? Yeah, we have balloons coming in from all over the region. We have several pilots, including myself, from the greater Jackson area. Um, we have a few pilots coming in from Battle Creek, Kalamazoo, and then we have pilots coming in uh, this year from Indiana, Ohio, and Pennsylvania as well. Well, unlike a lot of these uh, big festivals and events, this is something that doesn't just happen everywhere. So this is something people will want to check out. And so when they come to Jackson, uh, July 22nd through 24th, you, you mentioned the, you know, the actual flying, the flight times. Uh, what yep. other things should people be prepared to, uh, to take part in? I think... Absolutely, you should. We have a wonderful car show. Every uh, It's on Saturday only. It starts at 3 p.m. Um, this year, we're having, um, there's some monster trucks coming in with the car show. We have a, a lot of really fun and exciting um, prizes and, and door prizes at the car show. So if they have a car, they should feel free to bring that as well. It's free registration to join the car show. Um, and it's just, it's a ton of fun. It's right outside the launch field. So you can bring your classic car Bring your muscle car and sit there, enjoy the weather, enjoy the balloon launch. We have live music. There are six different bands coming, um, three Friday night, three Saturday night. Um, we do have uh, in Ella Sharp Museum. Our host for the weekend will be open with late hours, so you can enjoy the museum. And probably one of my favorite additions to the Hot Air Jubilee, we do have a, a local helicopter pilot who comes in and he will do, um, he charges $35 a ride, but he will come in and you can take a beautiful tour and see the wonderful park perimeter and a lot of Jackson County uh, throughout the day. And it's just a great addition to the ride. And, and sometimes if you can time it right, you can you can even get in the air while the balloons are launching as well in the oh, helicopter. Well, that'd be cool. Now, are there any rides available for the general public in the actual balloons? Not during the event. 
um, the FAA, the Federal uh, Aviation Administration, has to put us under a waiver because we are still within the Jackson County Airport's airspace. Mm -hmm. We are not allowed to do rides for the public during the event. However, on our website at hotairjubilee.com, you can click the Rides tab, and a number of the pilots that have come to our event year after year uh, do do um, private and personal rides, and you can contact them directly to schedule a ride. Oh, nice. Now, I know a lot of these balloons, most of them are, are pretty beautiful and colorful and all that. Any, I, I guess, special-themed balloons that people might want to keep their eyes open for? We do have two special shapes joining us this year we're really excited about. Um, Sugar Bear from Battle Creek. <sighs> He's very popular and has come to Jackson many years uh, in a row out of our 37-year history. And a relatively new um, balloon, Cynthia Steele. She is an elongated balloon. We call it a racer shape. Um, and she is shaped just like a gray seal. And she is always a fun crowd pleaser as well. Uh, it sounds like a, a great deal of fun. Around 30 of these hot air balloons will be in the sky and, of course, on the ground, close for you to see as well. As they set up, Angela and her friends uh, putting those balloons together. Sounds like it's going to be just a great deal of fun. July 22nd through the 24th in Jackson. It all happens at the Ella Sharp Park. And while you're there, make sure to check out the Cascades, go downtown, have a meal, and, of course, all those other activities as well. The website is hotairjubilee.com. Uh, make sure to go there. And as as Angela was telling us, you can even you know, schedule a ride another time. So the website, hotairjubilee.com. We're going to head to Saugatuck, Douglas area next here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. If you have been in West Michigan, I'm sure you have heard of the lovely uh, twin town area of Saugatuck and Douglas. Truly a beautiful part of West Michigan and a place that you need to check out, especially at this time of the year. As with all waterfront communities, this is the biggest time of the year to visit Saugatuck, Douglas. But the cool thing is the way these towns are configured you can visit uh, both of these towns, and they're kind of a bit separated, so you never feel like uh, there are too many people all in one place at any certain time. I think it's one of the reasons I really love this area. It's such a wonderful, accepting area where uh, everybody's accepted, and I, I love that as well. So let's find out more about summertime expectations and events and happenings by going to Lisa Mize. Lisa is the executive director of the Saugatuck and Douglas Area Convention Visitors Bureau. Lisa, it sounds like uh, things have been heating up quite well and uh, manageably in Saugatuck and Douglas this year. Sounds like things are going well. Hi, Dave. They are. They're, we're off to full swing with summer in Saugatuck and Douglas. And I like it that you connected the two towns. I like to call them sister cities. Yeah. They're only separated by a bridge. And it's so easy to bop from one to the other. And they each have their own unique personalities um, and wonderful offerings. Uh, Douglas has so many galleries, art galleries, and it's all walking, walkable. 
But in addition, there's so many cool restaurants there as well, uh, farm-to-table restaurants and places that you can sit outside and have a cocktail and listen to live music. Uh, Both towns have have just wonderful offerings. I totally agree. Well, and you know, the thing is, I I kind of introduce it as saying, uh, even though it's been busy, it's been manageable because, let's admit it, uh, some of our really well-known places just were so overheated with activity last summer because people just had to travel because of COVID. They just needed to get out there. And we were all going to the same place at the same time. (laughs) What I've noticed this year so far is people seem to be spreading out their travel. So, so so maybe, you know, for folks who haven't been to Saugatuck Douglas for a while, this is going to be the summer. They need to check it out. You mentioned some of the, the really neat things about both towns. The arts scene in this region is truly, I mean, spectacular. Second I think to none. It's second to none, really is. And it's not just about the events. You get to experience the arts there all the time. Correct. We've got, um, we're called the Art Coast of Michigan, and it's for a good reason. The history of art in our area goes back many, many years when uh, the Chicago Institute of Arts set up a shop here, and it's called Oxbow. So they have um, classes for artists and residents, artists in residence. Um, it's a great program. But in addition to Oxbow, it's just the number, the sheer number of galleries that we have between Saugatuck and Douglas and um, the galleries and also artist studios. So you can go in and actually see an artist working. Uh, it's it's a unique area. But we've got a lot more going on than than. than the galleries. We've got lots of outdoor, and I think people want to be outdoors in the summer, right? Yeah, absolutely, uh, especially in a waterfront community like yours. So remind me, is it Saugatuck that has that, um, is it like a cable a cable boat that goes across the river? <laughs> well, it's, it's not quite, it's kind of a cable. It's, it's a chain ferry. That's so it. Basic, yeah, it's a chain ferry, and it cranks across the Kalamazoo River. It goes from town to the other side, which can you can then get to Oval Beach, or you can get to Mount Baldhead and climb the 302 steps to the top. But what's unique? about that chain ferry is it's the oldest operating chain ferry in the United States. Hmm. Um, it's, it's been around for that long. It's fun for the kids to hop on because the guys that are working will let your child crank it across. Hmm. Uh, the only times that you can't is high wind days. They'll close it down because you can't put that much torque on the chain that's in the water. Yeah. Well, but it's, it's a cool experience. It really is. And you know, it's funny you mentioned the beach because Oval Beach gets all these awards. I, I, I <laughs> see that all the time. But I, but I think of Saugatuck Douglas really for the, the cute little downtown yeah. and not as much for the beach. But there are a lot of people who go there, and it is just steps away, in effect, uh, and that, that, little, that little boat across the water from getting mm-hmm. to the, uh, the beautiful, beautiful park. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful. And there's also Douglas Beach. There's Pier Cove. We have other beaches. So if you're not into a crowd or you don't want to pay to get in, there are some free beaches in the area as well. Um, And if you want to do more outside, we've got hiking. We've got the Saugatuck Mm -hmm. Dune State Park Mm -hmm. where they can hike back to the beach. And then it feels a little more secluded, too. Something pretty unique, especially for this far south of the uh, Lower Peninsula. Um, you, You have this opportunity to get into the dunes in a very unique way people people know Macwood's dune rides up in you know Silver Lake but but you have that option in Saugatuck Douglas as well we have dune rides here too which are really kind of exciting yeah. and fun for yeah. all ages I, I think so um, 
Yeah, they give you a little bit of the history of the area and what the ecosystem is like for dunes and how they continue to move throughout the years. Um, so you learn, and the kids learn, mom and mom and dad learn. Uh, but it's it's a ton of fun. Um, it's an exciting ride. It's a little it's a little thrilling. <laughs> um, I, I envision people putting their arms up in the air like when they're going down a ro- roller coaster. Yeah. So. I've yeah, done that, in fact. Like. I've, I've done that there. <laughs> well, there there are a wide variety of places to stay when you're in Saugatuck, Douglas, inclu- including mm-hmm. the Dunes Resort. The uh, I think it's the nation's largest gay resort. It's accepting of all people, LGBTQ+, and everybody, but primarily known um, as, as a gay resort. And it's a fantastic property. And then you have it a is. whole bunch of other properties of, of various types. We do. Um, And I think it's pretty unique in this area that there are only two chain um, motels or hotels. The rest are all individually owned boutique motels, retro motels, bed and breakfasts. And then we have obviously a slew of uh, vacation rental management property that offer beautiful homes for larger larger groups and families. But the, the bed and breakfasts are wonderful. They each have their own flavor. Uh, the hosts are lovely, and the food is amazing. Yeah. The little breakfast things that they offer, um, we we have just wonderful lodging opportunities. What's the name of that, that little kind of retro motel that's right on the main drag? It's just so cool. They've done such a, a beautiful job with that place. There's a couple. There's a couple. There's one called the Pines, but there's that's another one that's called the, the Saugatuck Retro Motel. Hmm. And then um, the Starlight is also retro. It was probably built, I bet, in the 1950s. Um, and the Starlight is doing phenomenal. They've got great offerings for families outside campfire pits and um, uh, places for kids to play in addition to the pool and the hot tub. I think there's a, a volleyball court. Um, they've, the new owner has really done a great job. Well, I think, in fact, I know, I look at research, um, people are looking to kind of go back in a way to the way that they may have traveled when they were kids. So these these little motels where the, the room doors open up to the, you know, to the outside, you don't go into a lobby or whatever. It's mm-hmm. very popular right now. They are very Especially, popular. these are really cute little places, so people need to check that out. I, I know we don't have a lot of time, but I do want to talk about the food. You mentioned the food at some of these B&Bs. But you have some really, I mean, really good restaurants in your area as well. We've got some wonderful places, um, up from farm to table to steakhouses to seafood. Um, we've also got a couple chefs in the area that have won different shows. Like we've got the one of the winners from Chopped has decided to open up her place here. It's called Penny Royal. And then uh, the Southerner as well, another wonderful chef. Uh, but lots of great restaurants, lots of farm-to-table. We've got chefs in the area that are also offering classes, which is unique. So if you come to the area to vacation and you've always wanted to take a cooking class, you can sign up and do a cooking class with a chef. So that sounds like fun. a lot of fun as yeah. well. Is there, is there still a summer theater there? There is. It's called the Saugatuck Center for the Arts. And they've got a, um, some performances happening this summer. The big one that will be starting soon is called Legally Blonde, the musical. <laughs> yeah. um, it's going to be a ton of fun. I'm, I'm going to get tickets and go see it. Um, and in addition to that, the 
the SCA, as we call it, Sogtech Center for the Arts, is also have their, they just started their farmer's market. So Tuesdays and Fridays throughout the summer, you can go to the farmer's market in their parking lot. Music in the park is happening on Wednesdays throughout the summer at Wicks Park, and you can see live music all for free. Fenville also has a summer concert series, and they offer free live music throughout the summers. Um, and Venetian Festival is back on this year in late July, um, as is the 4th of July festivities and fireworks. Oh, it's fantastic. It's so great to see all these events coming back, and, and especially to little towns like this, because they mean so much uh, to the town and to the visitors and to the residents. So we need to uh, check out that entire event schedule and all the other reasons why you should experience Saugatuck and Douglas. Here's the website, saugatuck.com, to learn all about Saugatuck and Douglas and all these really great things you're going to be able to see and do there. Check it out. Thanks to Lisa Mize for being with us today. We're going to head to the Calhoun County area next. You know Battle Creek. Man, there's a lot to see. It's coming up next here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. Recently, I had the opportunity to do a little tour. Actually, it ended up being a half-day tour. It was fantastic of Battle Creek. I can tell you, I've been to Battle Creek many, many times. I went to school in Kalamazoo, so I've spent a lot of time in that Kalamazoo-Battle Creek area over the years. But like uh, so many other towns, you know, over the years, we've all of our cities have struggled. And like so many other cities in Michigan and around America to some degree, Battle Creek has come back so strong. It's so great to see these new restaurants, these new businesses, unique businesses. Uh, I mean, there's a women-owned business that primarily sells um, uh, materials and products from uh, black women primarily, and then other other products as well. It's so unique. There are these great restaurants popping up in downtown. And I know you know that area because of, you know, the, the story of cereal in Battle Creek and such. But I was just so, so happy to see what's happening there and just the fun time just walking around. And you probably know about Marshall, the great town of Marshall and towns like Albion. The whole area, is just a great place to visit. So let's learn more about what's happening there these days by bringing in Annie Kelly. Annie is the communications manager of the Calhoun County Visitors Bureau. Annie, thanks for joining us today. Hello. You know, we we uh, we've we've talked about um, you know some of the the kind of neat things and you know Battle Creek, but there are so many other cool things happening in the whole region. And I know a lot of people might might come specifically for events. So let's get into some of the events that you have coming up this summer. Um, why don't you uh, kind of fill us in on some of those events? Uh, start with whatever one you want to start with. Yeah, so summer is a great time for uh, getting together with people in the community or traveling here. And um, We've got music, we've got art, we've got frogs and lizards. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to start with the Go Quack Lake Swim, though. So if swimming is your favorite part of a triathlon, uh, I have good news for you. 
on July 16th, there's a race at Gogwak Lake. And Gogwak is within city limits, so it's easy to get to. But, you know, you're still swimming outdoors in the elements. Um, and, you know, you can choose whether to go the entire 1.15 miles or, like, the 200-yard short course. Um, and you can sign up through, for that through the Battle Creek Family YMCA. Well, you know, it's so funny you mentioned that because the only reason I don't do triathlons is because you need to swim in a triathlon. I don't like getting my ears wet. But it is fun watching oh. those things. You know, just going to watch them, even if you're not, not a participant. I, I love going to races. Mm -hmm. Such a communal thing. So what's the date? So that's July 23rd. All right. And, oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. That's July 16th. July 23rd is our triathlon, Serial uh, City Triathlon. Even better if I can get somebody else to swim. Okay, we'll, we'll try oh, that. Oh, come on. We, there's all these lakes in Michigan. I know. I know. It's such like a shame. Swimming. I know. I know it is. So everybody has music festivals. I know you have a big mm -hmm. music festival coming up as well. Yeah. So Lila Palooza is at the end of July here. And it's two days of music, food, and art. But what makes it unique is that it takes place at our Lila Arboretum. Mm. And there's a music stage with, in what we call the Fantasy Forest. And it's a sculpture park that they used dead trees to turn into wizards and dragons. And it's really cool. Nice. What is the, the date again? So that's going to be, it's July 29th is sort of the night with DJs and dancing. And then on July 30th, which is a Saturday, that's going to be like 24 different bands playing throughout wow. the day. And local teen, Ada Leanne, um, she was recently on TV for the American Song Contest. Hmm. And she's going to be performing, and I'm sure she'll sing the song that, you know, had judges comparing her to Taylor Swift. Wow. Very nice. We'll look forward to that. Well, of course, the region is really well known for sporting events. You host a whole bunch of sporting events, also known for oh, golf because of the great golf yeah. courses. And I know you have a couple of uh, big golf events this summer. Yes. Probably our biggest golf event is the Epson Tour. Um, and if you follow golf, that used to be called the Symmetra Tour, but they just changed yep. the name. And so these are women who, when they if they win these games, they're headed to the LPGA. So it is a big deal. And it's going to be stopping in Battle Creek at the end of July. And that'll be, um, it's called the Firekeepers Casino Hotel Championship. And actually, when you, you can arrive and tickets are by donation. And all the proceeds from the tournament are going to be donated to the South Michigan Food Bank. Well, that's really unique to have a, a tournament that, uh, you know, allows you to attend on, on donation. That's fantastic. Which, which um, course is that held on? So that's going to be the Battle Creek Country Club. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Beautiful place. Now, you mentioned uh, the uh, casino, uh, tremendous uh, casino in Battle Creek as well. Uh, one of my favorites, Firekeepers Casino. They just put a brand new big um, addition to the hotel there as well. So something to think yes. about when you're in the area. Yes, it's um, it's very nice, and they improved. They've got they improved a couple of their restaurants as well. Yeah, probably some of the best food in Battle Creek is at Firekeepers. 
Yeah, I, I have to check out their restaurant. I, I, I do know they also do a lot of entertainment there. So another reason to uh, to head to the area right on 94, not, not difficult to find. Now, murals are popping up all over the state. Are you, you guys finding that in your area as well? Oh, yeah. So I kind of feel like we were ahead of the trend. Um, I will, I'll brag a little. So we've had something called Color the Creek that's been around since 2016. Mm. And every year they bring in um, new artists to paint these gigantic murals. And Dave, I know you noticed some when you were here in Battle Creek. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. Um, in fact, I was just imp- I was so impressed. I will travel for art. And one of the things I most like are these big, beautiful outdoor murals. They really pull me to a community. And I think, I guess my perception about a community is totally changed by the fact that they have these outdoor murals. I think it's so welcoming. Mm-hmm. It is. And it's kind of um, it, it makes you feel good yeah. looking at them. You should be proud of that. Now, um, yeah. So there, there are there are three, I guess I would describe it as three major, you know, big attractions in your region. You know, there's the art, mm-hmm. the, I'm sorry, the, um, the Air Zoo, a little closer to Kalamazoo and Port, uh, uh, Portage. There's Gilmore Car Museum, kind of north of your area. Mm-hmm. And there's Binder Park Zoo, which is really in Battle Creek. Tell us about Binder Park Zoo and any any of the fun things happening there. Oh, there's actually a lot happening at Binder Park Zoo this summer. Um, they are going to be opening a new ropes course and zip line. Um, they're not quite, we don't have a date on that yet, but we're kind of hoping for July or August on that. Um, and at in August, if you want to come, there is a reptile weekend. Mm. Um, and, you know, it's kind of about zookeepers are going to introduce guests to friendly reptiles mm. because they tend to be misunderstood. Yeah. You know, but they don't have to be scary. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they are smaller than their ancestors, the dinosaurs. Um, But, and you can learn more about dinosaurs too, actually, at Binder Park Zoo. Um, They've got a new exhibit called Jurassic Park. I tell you, Binder Park Zoo is one of the nicest zoos in the state. People need to check it out. And if you go there, make sure to check out that safari exhibit. It is truly spectacular. Get up close, even feed the giraffes. Lots of fun at Binder Park Zoo. The entire area is Really a great place to visit. Calhoun County area. We want to thank Annie Kelly from the Calhoun County Visitors Bureau for being with us today. Check out the website, battlecreekvisitors.org. That's all the time we have for Travel Michigan for this week. We'll talk to you next week here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Let's go traveling.